are tuning in to the Love Breezy Bree Yoga podcast. My name is Bree, and you can find me at lovebreezybreeyoga.com. Check out the show notes for more information, including a link to my website. Thank you so much for listening. Namaste. Hello, welcome. Thank you so much for listening to Yoga Podcast. I'm going to begin with a quote from Walt Whitman. I don't ask the wounded person how they feel. I become the wounded person. Whenever you are dealing with someone who has suffered from trauma, and that is most human beings, by the way, even those who have yet to unpack, reveal, heal their trauma, traumas, plural. The truth is, is that we all should be cognizant of how we approach others. In particular, if you're in this space, rather as a yoga teacher, a practitioner, If you are a teacher, which we all are in some capacity, everyone who leads humans, rather as a parent, sibling, loved one, if you're an employer, a manager, or a true teacher of children, humans, in education, I mean, the list is never ending because truly we all have the opportunity to put ourselves in the place of another so that we can communicate better, more effectively, more compassionately with others. And it is not always easy because the challenge isn't typically our mindset. The challenge is our mindset sandwiching with another's mindset and then the middle of the sandwich being the truth of each party's perception. It's a practice. It's a daily, never going to end practice. It is yoga off of the mat. It is the philosophy of everything that we learn through our own practice of introspection whenever we're dealing with humans in the world, in life. But to get more specific, I don't ask the wounded person how they feel. I become the wounded person. What does that really mean, especially when we think about those who have suffered from trauma? When you ask someone how they feel, feelings are so complicated. Not only are they ever shifting, ever changing, they're not always honest. They don't always represent the truth. If we feel like we feel okay, you like how I did that there? Are we really okay? If you ask someone how they feel, are they really able to tap into how they feel? Or do we know how we feel because 
of triggers, reactions, reactive moments, reactive opportunities. Sometimes I don't even know how I truly feel about something until I'm in it. What does it take to be a truly emotionally mature person? Mature person. I think it's this. I think it's becoming the wounded person. Oh, there's a lot of listening that has to happen, though, to be able to truly offer that to someone else. In my career, I'm really busy. I feel like I am the busiest person I know, (laughs) which is not true. But there are times that I am busy with tasks and I'm just managing tasks. I'm mastering my task list. I'm checking things off and it's like a race against time. And I notice when I'm in that type of mindset, which is often, by the way, because it's the only way I can get things done. There is a compromise on being able to truly stop, pause, and listen. And listen doesn't mean literally. It can mean esoterically. Listening to the task at hand, listening to what's really being implied, what's really being needed, what's really being said. The more I'm able to do that, time permitting, boom, boom, right? Because that's the problem. But the more I'm able to pause, stop everything in time and space, which I hope some of you are yelling at my voice going, Dristy, Dristy, Dristy. That's what dristi is, right? When we're practicing yoga and they say, look off the tip of your nose, off the tip of your fingers. What you're doing is you're searching for dristi. You're searching for that present moment in time and space. It's almost like you can see that there are multiple dimensions and you can, can see the wave of light shining through the perception that you're having. That's deep because that's so yogic. And most of us are looking for that for one hour, 60 minutes, 60 to 90 minutes a day, right? Of this yoga practice. Rather, that's meditation, pratyama, asana, mixture of all of those things. Maybe some philosophy sprinkled in there throughout your day. But that's not enough, right? We've, we have to take yoga off of the mat into our lives. We have to stop and think beyond feelings. We're not even talking about logic. We're not talking about analytics. We're talking about living in the conscious awareness. How can you do that with even the most mundane, most 
skill-provoking task. That's truly the challenge. Now, when you do learn to do that, what you tend to do is realize that everything is interconnected. Everything you say, you do, you think, you project, you respond to is making up how you truly think, how you truly feel, and most importantly, what you really believe, your belief system. This is crown chakra awareness. It's not even crown chakra awakening. It's awareness. It's beyond awakening. It's living in this place. What am I talking about? Huh? What I am talking about is the opportunity to be able to truly live a life that is consistently, consistently yogic. I recorded an episode which has yet to publish. I don't know if it will publish by the time you hear this episode, but it's called How to Bring Zen into Your Career. And Zen, Zazen, is all about contentment, right? It's, it's so much deeper than peace because we can manufacture peace. All you need to do is create a bubble. Put yourself in it. But true Zen is being in the midst of life, even if it's chaotic, Now, chaos is very different from toxicity. So being in chaos doesn't mean toxic. Although toxic can mean chaos. Chaos could just mean a lot's going on at all times. COVID-19 was chaos. Zen is being in the middle of that and still being able to connect Connection. Oh, let's talk about connection. Goodness. What a word, right? What a thought. What a process. What a lie. We're not connected. We're not connected to each other. We're not connected to self. We're not connected to what we're doing. We're not connected to our thoughts. We're not connected to our beliefs. We are convinced. We are coerced. We are confused let's get connected truly it's funny because I'm recording a podcast right and pausing maybe not the best thing (laughs) Because your attention span is, what, three seconds? So I have to pause and make sure I tune back in. But I'm pausing for effect because if you get used to pauses 
and you don't associate those with it's over, disconnection, boredom, and you connect that pause back to thought, thinking, meditation, mindfulness, you will allow yourself to do it. You allow others to pause without feeling insecure for those seconds, those moments. It's something we really need to invite into everyday life. We all need to do it. We all need to find that zen. So we're going to take a moment. We're going to take an intentional pause here. I haven't had any type of breaks in episodes for a while. And just going to share with you some really neat things that have been happening in the trauma-informed yoga space for yoga podcast and Love Breezy Bree Yoga. And I will meet you on the other side. On April 23rd, 2018, I published my very first episode on yoga podcast called Healing Trauma with Yoga. Three years later, we have raised over $25,000 thanks to you, the listeners, as well as the Lululemon Collective's partnership with Yoga Podcast. These funds are going to help develop trauma-informed practices such as yoga, but also dance and other creative arts like drawing, painting, writing, as well as working with partners in social services such as therapists and psychologists to help bring together a beautiful opportunity for those who need it the most. Free, free, free opportunities for those suffering from PTSD. This was the entire reason why I originally started Yoga Podcast. As a survivor of trauma, I have now become a bona fide thriver thanks to practices like yoga that helped me to make the mind body and spirit connection it has been my mission as a teacher of this beautiful philosophy we call yoga with its many many disciplines under this beautiful vast umbrella to help educate others to become students of this lifelong practice that will help them become more connected back to self Now, yoga is such a beautiful healing modality, and I am so honored and grateful that it came into my life. But just like many of you, at the time that I started practicing yoga, I was not practicing yoga as a trauma-informed practice. I didn't even know I was suffering from trauma. I had many things that were buried deep, deep, deep within my subconscious, and it has taken me years to work on becoming who I know I am destined to be. So with all of that said, I know that practices such as yoga, as well as many other practices, therapies, and 
just being connected to myself on a spiritual level have really helped me to become a thriver, not just a survivor. However, there's so much work to do. There's many programs that need to be developed. There's more teachers that need to be educated and trained to become trauma-informed yoga teachers, as well as the work that we need to do on ourself. Many of us suffer from trauma. Rather, it is a big event that we can pinpoint or many, many, many events over a lifetime that have kept us from living our best lives. And although that sounds like a buzzword, it is really, truly something that I believe we are all entitled to. So I hope that today's episode, as well as the episodes that have been published in the past and are to be published in the future on Yoga Podcast will help us to continue to bridge the gap. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I am so honored that over three years ago, the mission and the vision that I had for Yoga Podcast is coming to fruition. I appreciate you all. Please do continue to go in peace Remembering that love is the highest vibration. Namaste. Welcome back. So let's talk about what is compassion. In yogic philosophy, in utilizing the chakra system, which is what I teach and I use, it is all about understanding how to be aligned and compassion is something that we all think we all feel like we have we all lean into right but is that true are we really practicing compassion So let's talk about the chakra system. I talk about it all of the time. And if this is your 100th time hearing it, then good. Because it takes hundreds of times of hearing something for it to really permeate the spaces in our mind. And so there's seven chakras that are the main chakras aligned with the endocrine system. Beginning with the root chakra, like the root of a tree, ending with the crown which reminds me of the sun, illuminating, giving life to the tree. Depending on how deep your roots are can depend on what that tree can withstand. So if the roots are really deep, then maybe even a windstorm, a hurricane, a tornado will not rip the roots, the foundation of that tree from beneath the earth's soil. But if the tree is new and barely rooted, then you can see how easy it is for a trigger to completely uplift, uproot that foundation. So our goal is to get rooted, to not skip the process of the root chakra, the grounding. And we do this by grounding our energy all of the time. One really easy way to do that is by being out in nature. Literally sitting under, beneath a tree. They don't call us tree huggers for nothing. 
But the more you root and ground your energy, the more safe and secure you become. Creating that sacred space in your life is really important. Having a place where you can always feel safe and secure, hopefully that is your home. Having activities, people in your life that you can depend on. But most importantly, yourself trusting yourself but that doesn't come easy and it doesn't come inherently because we've given our power away or have had it taken stolen violated to the point where we do not even trust ourselves and that is why the chakras are so important from that safety and security feeling rooted and guided by grounding your energy We can then begin to lean into becoming more creative. The sacral chakra. Understanding who we are. Are we in tune with who we are? Do we know ourselves? How you identify is so important. How you identify in this world from your sexuality to your creativity. This is where a lot of shame can live, a lot of guilt can live. This is where religion really plays because they teach us to disconnect from that place of who you are to become who you need to be. And then we go into the solar plexus, that place of true self-empowerment. I am. I say it loud. I say it proud. Fill in the blank. And then from there, compassion can be born. Because without the previous, without safety, security, creativity, self-empowerment, how can you truly feel compassion? You can pretend to be compassionate. You can even think you're being compassionate. You can even feel like you're being compassionate. But I'm going to tell you right now that without the others, compassion cannot be present. Compassion's like halfway up the tree trunk. Compassion for yourself, compassion for your mistakes, compassion for your experiences, compassion for your wisdom, compassion for the pain, the hurt, lends to having compassion for others. And then comes the throat chakra. Speaking your truth. How can you speak your truth if you don't know who you are? How can you really do all that talking if you truly do not know how to do all that listening? If I hear someone tell me who they are and their thoughts and the words that they're speaking are not in alignment with my thoughts, with my convictions, with my values, 
I don't get defensive because I'm rooted. I am a thousand year old tree in the forest. I have seen it all. The sun, the rain, the birds, the bugs, the fungus, the disease, the growth. I've seen it all. I am not offended by your thoughts, even if they're so contradictory to my own. Rather, I am able to listen, maybe even learn, even if learning what not to do or how to create better boundaries or to get away from you because there's too many red flags. And then we go to our third eye chakra, our intuition, our intuitive side. How can you truly see the unseen if the other things aren't aligned? If I haven't been able to listen to others and their opposing point of views, where would my wisdom live for my intuition? It's funny because it seems like babies have more intuition than a 21-year-old adult, right? It's like the bell curve. It starts high, it dips low, and then as we become elders, it goes back high again. And then, of course, the crown chakra where it all comes together, the faith that you have, because like that thousand-year-old tree, you know the sun shall rise again. Imagine if all you did was the work on your life, Journaling, meditating, getting good sleep, eating good nutrition, surrounding yourself with positive people who have their lives, their sacred spaces in order so that the respect between the boundaries are inherent. Imagine the ecosystem that is being formed. And then all that high vibrational waves are able to start to help see things in a way that allows you to be able to give that same gift of acknowledging others. And instead of asking the wounded person how they feel because you've identified that they are wounded. You can become the wounded person. And of course, not literally, not from a place of allowing them to become an energy vampire, but rather you can become the person you once were for them to teach them how to become who you are now by example 
Imagine if the work you did on your life could translate to life-changing work for others without you even needing to do anything other than be present. You don't need to be famous. You don't need to be a celebrity. You don't even need to be a millionaire. And you would still be able to find the true Zen, the true sacredness, the true compassion that so many have yet to discover. Imagine. And I speak to myself more than I'm even speaking to you, the listener. What is compassion? I think this is it. Thank you for listening. I hope today's episode gives you food for thought, opportunities to continue to grow, to consider. These aren't necessarily actionable thoughts, but more lifelong opportunities. And you're given the chance to lean deep into them. And pause. I talk about pausing so much because we do not pause. Pause, pause, stop, pause, listen, pause. Slow down. Namaste. I am so honored that you are listening to the Love Breezy Bree Yoga podcast. Never miss an episode. Download the free app on iTunes, Apple Podcast, Spotify, or Stitcher. Please also rate the show with five stars. I would greatly appreciate that. Visit me on my website at lovebreezybreeyoga.com. I include free yoga sequences every single month. You can leave a comment or message me and we can connect. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful, wonderful personal practice. Namaste.